Hey guys, it's Amanda from Good Grief Cookie Co. and welcome to Behind the Icing. Today I have Maya for Painted Lady Pastries and Mura from Burnt Cookies by Mura. I have to let you guys know something right off the bat and I'm really, really sorry, but something went haywire with this recording and I did not realize it until after we were done and I went to edit. The audio, <laughs> my audio, somehow overlapped by a few seconds with the audio from Maya and Mura. I don't know how it happened. I can't fix it and I, I don't want to go back and ask to redo this whole interview with them because they did a great job and there's a lot of really good stuff that you guys can learn from this from this podcast episode. So I just want you to know before you get started listening that there will be times where my voice kind of comes in later and overlaps over their answering. So it might be a little bit confusing. I promise I was not talking over them like that. It's just something went haywire with this recording. But at the same time, there's still so much you can learn, such good information. They were phenomenal guests. And I hope you guys can look past these, these little issues that I had <laughs> and see what great stuff they had to offer and enjoy. Maya and Mura, right? Okay. Um, me and Mura? Do you, do you want me to introduce you guys? No, who you is this? Before? Yeah, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We are so sisters. You guys have, have seen each other once or twice so before in person, we've right? Known I'm, each other I'm assuming. For, I don't want to give away my age a long yeah. time. How do you guys know each other? <laughs> Maya's whole life. I mean, my whole life. Maya didn't have to know me her whole life. <laughs> I pretty pretty Already much out life, the I, older I'd sister. Say, right? <laughs> I have to make sure everyone knows she's older right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 all right so obviously I was just kidding for those that out there that didn't know that you guys are sisters which is it's it's really interesting to find two people who are related who, especially like siblings who both do um cookies so it's and, and both insanely talented like <laughs> you know it, you can have siblings who one does something and the other one does it like me and my brother were both funny but he's insanely more funny than I am more funnier how do you I don't know how, he, he's also more educated than I am so clearly <laughs> and then I've got my younger brother who's not funny at all so you know, all across the board. um but yeah you guys are both super super talented and um it's just I think it's really cool uh I wanted to give you guys a moment and you can rock paper scissors it I, I you're probably not at each other's house but like virtually to see who goes first <laughs> and uh give you guys some time to, to kind of just share about yourself kind of and your sure. what you do and, sure Mara, go ahead um, okay. so yeah. we who um, wants to go first I've always liked to bake we baked a lot with my mom who's very good at baking but um when my daughter turned one I wanted to have this like big fun party and do all the things I'm over that now she's four but when she was one <laughs> I was still into it and I wanted decorated sugar cookies. So I started going online and looking um, at like Etsy <laughs> and different places and where I could get them. And I thought, oh, my God, these are so overpriced. There's no way I'm buying these. This is ridiculous. 
I'm, I hate myself for saying that now, but <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. And so I was telling Maya about it and she was like, oh, well, I can make those. And I was like, great, perfect. You go ahead and make those for me. <laughs> so she made really cute. The theme was um, You Are My Sunshine. And she made really cute little sunshine and flowers. And <laughs> I was like, well, those turned out amazing. Can you show me how to make them? So two Halloweens ago, three Halloweens ago, I don't even remember. A, a few years ago, we made some Halloween cookies together, and then we both just kind of did it on and off, and <clears> maybe <throat> a year to two years ago, really started doing it more um, seriously, and yeah, so <laughs> that's kind of how we got into it, and I will never um, think something is overcharged again, because I now know exactly why they're so expensive, and um, I went ahead and started taking orders because I work part-time as an <laughs> elementary school teacher so that I can be home with my kids and I have a little business called Burnt Cookies by Murrah and I'm not doing it right now because I have another um, little one I'm on maternity leave but I will probably get back into that because uh, it's fun and a nice creative outlet. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. Awesome. Now that was, that was super cool. Like, I think a lot of people, um, they don't realize just what all goes into making sugar cookies. And I, I yeah. love when I, back when I was able to teach classes that I would have customers who would take them and they're like, I will never question your prices. <laughs> like, And I think I wish, I wish every customer had that opportunity to kind of come in and and take a, you know, a walk in our shoes yeah. and see what it's all goes into making cookies. And it really is an eye opener, but that's yeah. so cool that you use yeah. that to make, yeah. um, make it into this creator. We're really convincing at the start, Amanda. I was like, does she not know if we're sisters? <laughs> like, Am I'm Maya. Did you anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, this is going to be awkward, but no. <laughs> Um, you know, I was in drama so, class um, in high school. My name so. is Maya, and my handle is Painted Ladies Pastry. I am a hobby baker, and as Mara said, our cookie journeys overlap a little bit. I was the first one to make cookies. I think I, I think it was 2017, and I saw Patty from Baked Ideas, who is still one of my favorites. I saw her on Martha Stewart, um, and she made these cute dog cookies, and I am like an obsessed crazy dog mom. So I was like, Oh, I want to, I want to try that <laughs> and make uh, cookies of my dog. So that was the very first time I tried it and I really loved it, mm -hmm. but I didn't do it again until Mara uh, mentioned that she wanted them for her uh, daughter's party. So I made them for my niece. And then we probably just, I probably just did like a handful of cookie sets for family and friends over the next like year, year and a half. Um, and then Mara started getting into it. She got her license and I saw how much fun she was having. And then she convinced me to go to cookie con with her in 2019 um, in Reno because we could drive. <laughs> and so we did that. And when I was there, I was totally overwhelmed. I was like following her around because she was already in the community. She knew people and she had brought um, all of her swag with her. I didn't have anything. So I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, where am I? What is this? <laughs> but 
I did have a lot of fun. I remember meeting you very briefly, Amanda, um, there. And I took a couple of classes that Mara suggested. So she signed us up for Liz's class yeah. from Inspired to Taste. And then we also did Angela's class from The Painted Box. And I left Cookie Con like overwhelmed for sure, but also just really inspired. And I'm like, I could, I can do <laughs> this as yeah. art and this is awesome. And so, and like that summer, 2019, I started uh, Painted Ladies Pastry just to, just as a hobby for myself and a little bit of a challenge and a way for, to join the community that my sister was already in and um, kind of grow that, like that, that thing that we both have in common and we're able to do together. So that's, that's my story. Awesome. That's cool that, that you guys have that where it's like, you know, I assume something you can also bond over um, doing, you know, having the same struggles with it or the same goals or different goals where you can just kind of build each other up, things like that. They talk a nice lot of that you, that you have someone who, who's so close. <laughs> Crazy. It's true. It is like the best thing in the world <laughs> to have a built in cookie bestie someone to proof all of your designs for you yeah. <laughs> and, and just someone to talk to about cookies. It's awesome, but it does <laughs> kind of overtake everything we talk about these days. Oh, well, <laughs> cookies are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do that. Yeah. And cookie con Reno was so much fun. I, I remember meeting you guys and um, Mara. I had, oh, are you still there? Sorry, you went out for a second, but we went to the Price is Right game on game night together. I remember that, Amanda, you and I. Yeah, it was fun. We got to hang out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, for sure. It was a lot of fun. But hopefully, hopefully Dallas or Texas. Is it Dallas? I don't, I think. Is it I Dallas or is it, I, I know Dallas. for sure Texas <laughs> this year. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm gonna try to make that one. But are you guys planning on I going? Be able to go to just next year at all to either I have one of them? Little one at home. Um, but in the future, I would like to go at some point mm -hmm. again. Yeah, and it's the same. I don't know if I'm gonna make um, the one next year. Things are just so crazy right now. But um, looking forward to one in the future, and it it was a game changer for me. Right. Um, so hopefully again. It definitely, you definitely leave there completely drained and exhausted, but I feel like completely inspired when you leave, when you meet so many people who are just amazing. You take the classes, you go to the, oh gosh, I'm totally blanking. Yeah. The elective, <laughs> the free classes too, the demonstrations, the vendor mm -hmm. halls, amazing electives. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it, you do leave totally inspired, which is brings me around to the Yay. topic of why I asked you guys to be on the podcast today. <laughs> Yay, full circle. <laughs> so I had asked you girls to be on here, or gals, I'm sorry if you don't like that term. <laughs> I, I'm going to overthink that good. now for a minute. <laughs> All right. Um, it, I asked you guys to be on here for, uh, because I feel like you guys find inspiration in the most unique places. And 
a lot of people that I talked to, I talked to a lot of new cookiers. I talked to people who haven't been doing this for that long. Um, and even people who've been doing it for a while, they really struggle with finding inspiration. You kind of find yourself stuck in a rut sometimes or just get like bogged down with the same old, same old. And when I see a photo crumb across my feed, I know when it's Mura's or Maya's because it's totally just blows me away, first of all, with your talent but super inspiring. Like you guys are just, you guys really do find inspiration in just the most unique places. And I All wanted right. to ask you guys about that today. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the number one thing that people would want to know about, you know, inspiration is where do I find it? I'll, I'll jump in Mara, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Okay. Um, so I think it's kind of fun because Mara and I, I think, are inspired by a lot of the same stuff, but also very different stuff. We have different um, styles, and so I, I think this will be fun to hear. I'm excited to hear what you have to say, too, Mara. Um, for me, I have the luxury of being a hobby baker. I have a full-time job, so cookies are my creative outlet, something I look forward to after work. Um, and that means that I can do small I do small batches and individual cookies and I can do whatever I want. So um, for me, when I first started cooking, I, and I started my page, I guess, I think my challenge to myself was just to make a feed that was full of things that I loved. So to cookie some of my favorite things. Um, and I follow like, I'm, I'm just really into a lot of different types of art, a lot of different mediums. And so Inspiration for me, I mean, I get mm -hmm. primarily I get my inspiration from Pinterest. I'm a huge um, fan of Pinterest and following. I so a lot of what I'll a lot of what I will draw inspiration from on Pinterest um, kind of translates over. I'll follow a lot of people on Instagram that aren't cookiers, um, and I'll find some of their stuff on Pinterest and some on Instagram. So I follow mm -hmm. a lot of fiber artists. I'm really into embroidery and embroidery artists. I follow a lot of florists, interior designers, graphic designers, and illustrators. So just art in general is what inspires me. And I'll just, if I see something, almost anything these days, I'll just kind of think, can I make this into a cookie? <laughs> so I would say Pinterest is my go-to. So if, I, if I'm trying to think of the theme, um, I'll use Pinterest. I'll create a board around that theme. And then I'll just think of <clears throat> different things that fall under that theme. Like, is there a cool wallpaper that has a similar theme? Or I will Google uh, the theme or I'll look in Pinterest, the theme and then illustration. So I'll try to see what different artists have done with that theme in different mediums and um, draw inspiration from that also. Yeah, I think we do have some similarities. Awesome. Um, I think there's also like kind of two different um types of cookiers these days what I've noticed and some crossover I know I kind of cross over but some people do this for a living and they um, are constantly taking orders and I admire them oh my gosh I I, I just get stressed with orders sometimes um, I can't believe what you guys do it's just amazing um, the amount <laughs> you put out and dealing with customers and everything um, but it's also a different, for me, source of inspiration because you do have to, you know, make what your customer wants. 
And what Maya is speaking of the hobby baker is you literally just do whatever you want at any time. Um, so I know that I kind of gear things differently depending on what I'm doing. So when I have to take an order, I obviously would love it if the customer said do whatever you want under this theme, but that's rare. So <laughs> I definitely try to listen to what they want. Right. And then instead of going to look at cookies that have been done in that theme, like Maya is saying, I'll look up other types of things in that theme to try to not replicate designs. Um because it can be hard and I totally do it if there is a cookie that's made a Winnie the Pooh baby shower set for example um, and it's amazing I will totally you know try to um, talk with them see if I can grab a couple of their designs and replicate them with my own spin because people are making amazing cookies out there but it's really helpful to look up um, Winnie the Pooh baby shower on Pinterest or Winnie the Pooh um, wallpaper, Winnie the Pooh, baby's clothes, Winnie, you know, Winnie the Pooh stuffed animals, looking up different, um, like Maya said, topics under your theme will kind of help you get inspired without necessarily just replicating cookies you've seen, which can, can also be great, but um, it kind of sets you apart if you go the other direction. That's a good point. Um, I had somebody, I, I do reach out to a couple of years that I know when I'm getting ready to do a podcast and I tell them my topic and I ask them like, Hey, what are some questions that you would have about this topic that you'd like me to ask? And, and one of those was how can I use the inspiration that I find and kind of recreate it in my own style? And that's, that's a great, a great thing to, um, to go to Pinterest. Not only I, cause it, for me, at least the first thing I do is look up other cookie sets because I need a little bit of more of a jump start, <laughs> you know, but, um, but I had not thought about just going and looking up just the theme itself on Pinterest and, um, and that's a good point. But if, do you guys have anything else you want to add about the, about well, taking something uh, that you just find to give and, an example, and just change it to your own style is like, say, I'm going to go back to the Winnie the Pooh baby shower because one, we all get so many baby shower cookie requests. And I like Disney. So I'm just going to keep talking about the same theme. <laughs> but mm -hmm. um, say there's like a real, like somebody, uh, Cookie or did a really cute <laughs> like baby jumper that's Winnie the Pooh and they had like cute suspenders on it or something. I might take a similar um, jumper, but then go find like a, um, a picture or cartoon of Winnie the Pooh that I really like somewhere else and add it to that um, or change the colors or, you know, even make the buttons little bees or just try to find one way to change the design and I would still give that cookie your credit because I did use their design to inspire me but I just um, I personally like to leave it a tiny bit different so that I feel like I have added to it yeah I think too I think another way mm -hmm. to change something up really easily is to uh, play on different textures so um, maybe instead of a smooth flood as your background for Winnie the Pooh, you could do like a like a cement feel or a textured feel behind that. Um, I've really been into texture lately and finding different ways to use that I think can really change and make a cookie super interesting. 
that's a great point. I, another question that was brought up was how do I get away from my cookies looking like everyone else? And I think, I think texture is real big right now. A lot of cookies are trying a lot of new techniques. It's not just so much about flood and decorate. Um, there are just so many cool techniques going on. And um, I think that's a good way to kind of set yourself apart from, from everyone else. What, what would you say would be another way to, to take, to find inspiration in, well, my in setting good, yourself apart um, from looking you know, just like everyone else. Here's a good one and kind of go with that is background. So like if you're doing an image on a cookie to do something with the background, people are doing like uh, block colors or just different things to make the background different is one way I think it's kind of trending right now. Um, and then I also think that like when I'm looking for inspiration, especially when I'm not doing a set and I'm just making cookies for myself, um, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep going on the same example just to keep my point but if I'm looking up Winnie the Pooh instead of looking up Disney's version I'll look up fan art <laughs> or like Maya said illustrations because then instead of getting the generic cartoon you're going to get other very creative artistic renditions of that and it's going to be in different styles so I might see like a watercolor Winnie the Pooh that I think is like oh so neat so then my whole set that I'm doing might be watercolor versions of the cartoon. And again, I want to keep saying this throughout. I would credit that person. I'm not, you know, I'm going to give them credit, even if mine comes out different, because that's who I found it on. Um, but I think looking at different types of artists instead of just going to the exact Winnie the Pooh that we're all used to. I. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Now that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, if you have, I, if you have I was going to, I, I really love it. That's one of my favorite ahead. things that Mara does when she does that is um, I find so many artists just from looking at her, at her cookies. And I'm like, that is super cool. And just in, then she'll always tag the artist appropriately. And I'll, I'll be able to find that illustration. I've started following a lot of people um, doing that, uh, finding art through cookies, <laughs> through cookie or sites. Um, another thing that I like to do is like, if you, if you're looking at a theme <laughs> like Winnie the Pooh, um, I will just try to think of like, what else could I do? Like, and again, this may not translate to cookie orders where someone says, I want Winnie the Pooh, like <laughs> in, when, in which case you can't do this, but like thinking of like, what else could I do? Like maybe like a cute little honey stick with like a pool of honey around it would be a cute addition to this set. Like what things that you wouldn't normally think of that are still part of that theme could be worked into the cookie set. Um, so just, I mean, thinking outside of the box is so cliche, but um, mm -hmm. just like what little shapes and um, and like fun accessories could I highlight? But thinking outside of the box is exactly why people like your cookies. It's because you'll take a random <laughs> thing that's like, oh, she cookied a sweater. Okay. Right. But then you do something that like nobody would have thought of. And that's why you get, you know, all the questions and messages and, and people going, how did you do that? Because they didn't think of it necessarily and that's what I feel why you inspire a lot of people and I do think that taking a design even a very generic design yeah. like and then asking yourself what how can I make this different in one kind of like you said out of the box or different way really makes makes your work interesting oh, thank you Totally agree. I think you guys do a phenomenal job. 
Uh, we talked about, or you guys have touched on the subject a couple times while we were talking, and I just wanted to get just um, your uh, your straight opinion on it. I guess say because uh, again, this is a question that was brought up: How and when do you credit another artist? I know we we for sure know we should credit people, give credit where credits due. Um, it's we should be lifting each other up and you know shining the light on everyone and not just you know. <laughs> being like no it's just me my page might no <laughs> but um how how I know I guess the question is more how do you guys go about crediting somebody and at what point so if you let me just this is kind of a clouded thought in my brain I probably didn't come out as that but let me just straighten it out for myself um if if you go and you find multiple um inspirations that are they're the same which I, I know we talked about steering away from like looking at other cookie sets but you will find several people yeah. who have done the same set over and over and over again at that point you you probably can't really credit all of them and it's hard to find out who the original was if they didn't give credit to that person um so going back to all of that <laughs> at what point do you credit an artist and how do you do that? Well, I, I talk a lot. So Maya, if you ever want me to just that stop talking, speak up, no. I'm like the talker. I, I would say Mara go first because everything, this is, this is a question we get like a lot. And I think it's a really important one. And I think, I don't know about you guys, but there are just so many beautiful cookies out there these days and so much cool inspiration and people are drawing inspiration from everywhere. So I see people handle this in a lot of different ways and we get asked a lot and everything I learned almost across the board, I learned from Mara <laughs> in the cookie world. So I think Mara should speak to this first and I'll jump in. If well, I just think else. it's kind of controversial because I've seen people that I, I admire their cookies. I, you know, I really like their pages and they'll say, I don't have to credit anybody. Um, I credit you as a um, kind gesture, but I'm under no obligation. You're an artist, I'm an artist, and my things are going to my customers. They don't care where my inspiration came from. Um, I've had people say, you know, flat out that. And so there is definitely a lot of range of opinions on this. So it does kind of get people fired up and want to talk about it. Um, and I also have a lot of people mm -hmm. reach out to me and say, I've seen your cookies and they didn't credit you. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you going to do about it? And I'm not going to do anything about it because at the end of the day, it's a cookie. But um, I do think for me personally, I it feels right to me right. to give credit. And I don't find any downfall in it. I don't have any shame in admitting that I didn't originate it. I, I like building people up and making and letting them know that their work inspired me. I like giving the shout outs and letting other people discover their pages. So for me, there's no downside to it. Um, unless I literally can't find the original artist, which can happen on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can chase that link um, from page to page. And then I'll say something like, right. Um, I found this art on Pinterest. There were multiple versions. No original artist was um, named. Wish I had, wish I knew. So that has happened to me a few times, but for the most part, you can track them down if you spend, you know, 10 minutes looking into it. And basically when it comes to cookies, I do think it's hard. And one mm -hmm. of the reasons is there's so many amazing cookie cutters that are put out that are specific, adorable shapes that are recreated as those specific adorable shapes. And in mm -hmm. that case, I do not think you need to credit because 
the cookie cutter was marketed. The cookie cutter um, supplier does not need credit. It's on their website, you know, what they put out. And in that case, a lot of cookies are making that same design because that's how it was sold. So in that case, I think it is hard to credit necessarily. Um, I think it comes to things where you have seen a technique done by somebody and you hadn't seen it anywhere else and you want to credit them. Um, for example, I know the cement things going around where you put parchment paper or plastic or something over your wet royal icing one and peel it off and it gets this really cool cement texture. There have been many, many people who have done this. I first saw it on Maya's page. I mm -hmm. hadn't seen it done before. So if I were to credit this, I would say I first saw Maya at Painted Ladies Pastry do this technique. I'm not saying she originated it because I have no clue, but that's where I saw mm -hmm. it and I hadn't seen it anywhere else. So you can also just tell them the truth about where you're finding your inspiration. And I just don't think it hurts um, to mention it. Um, but if it's somebody's artwork that you have copied, for example, I go online and I find this amazing Disney fan art and I need to literally get my projector out <laughs> copy that on a cookie I obviously have to say whose art that is because I am copying their art so that's where I feel it's really important to give credit and some artists really appreciate it others um, ask that you get permission first so if you're going to an artist page it's nice to read their rules um, or their preferences and some people say please don't do it regardless of what media you work in so the more you just educate yourself or talk to the original artist, it, it becomes clear what you need to do to be able to use their work. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Those <laughs> are like good points. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, those are, no, you made a lot of really good points. A lot of things that people, you know, need to hear. Um, you brought up the cement technique, which it is something, um, that you see go around once, once something becomes a quote unquote viral um, with, I think we've, we ran into that with like the, the geo thing for a while, the, the cement technique, right? The, um, I know real, what's big right now is that crinkled paper um, to get that kind of texture. Um, but I know the cement thing, I saw that, oh gosh, two, two or three years ago, from Haniella, I believe it was, or Sweet Ams, one of them. Um, and when it, it just got popular again, and I see people crediting somebody else saying, hey, this is the person that taught, that, that came up with it. I, I, think, I think that's where it kind of gets like, you're like, well, they didn't come up with it, but they are making it popular again right now. And it just, I think that's where people kind of run into like, well, should I say something or should I not? But I, I yeah. think you made a lot of really great and points I, and it, it will direct yeah. people in the right I've direction. I've seen that happening a lot. And like, I think what Marissa said is, is my best practice too. just say, I saw so-and-so do this or, and I really loved it and I wanted to give it a try. Um, and then that kind of puts it on so-and-so who did it <laughs> to be the one, you know, like to, if you call that person out, then they can say, and this has happened to me a lot, you know, where the cement thing, I saw some, I've seen, I saw dozens of people do that before I did it for the first time. And when I did it for the first time, I named a couple of people that I had seen do it in the video where I was doing it. Um, but sometimes I'll still get tagged, which I love. I, I, I think that 
strengthening the community is always good and sharing ideas is one of the best parts of this community. Um, but I'll just say, oh, it's not my idea, but like, I'm so glad you shared this with me. So just to, I think, build the community up, but not take credit where credit isn't due. Um, but it is, it's tough because everyone's doing such cool things and similar things that are slightly different and tweaked. So I think checking in with yourself too, and just being like, my cookies are going to get copied. It might not have even been my idea, even though I thought it was, maybe somebody else did it and I didn't even know that they had done it. So just kind of being cool <laughs> about all of it and realizing that like almost everything's been done before. <laughs> That's the nature of art. Um, and I think as long as we're being kind and supportive and giving credit when we can, I think that's the most important thing. And Mara said this briefly, but I just think if you're taking someone else's design or using elements of someone else's design in your cookie and you are not tagging them or giving them credit or a shout out in your caption or cookie post, then you're doing yourself a disservice um, because I have met so many amazing artists, both cookie artists and um, other types of artists uh, because I've tagged them in my work and it started a conversation and a friendship. Um, usually when you tag someone, they'll reshare your work because um, they appreciate the shout out. So like it's, it's a way to grow yourself, right. your page to get your name out as well as really discrediting people that have come before you. So I think it's a win, win, win um, to credit people. You should do it. <laughs> yeah. I I think you guys answered that beautifully. I, I really appreciate um, how you guys answered. I think, I think you guys are right on. Um, so another question that, that people ask is how do I push myself to try something new? I know it, it's hard to get out of your comfort zone. Um, and it seems <laughs> like it would be the easy answer to say, just do it. Um, and if that's the answer, that's fine. <laughs> why don't you take this one, Maya? What do but you think? How, how can you kind of push yourself to do that? Uh, so one of the things that I love to do, and I know it's not something that everyone can do because they're busy with cookie orders, but I love cookie collaborations. I think that's no surprise. Um, I do a lot of them and I find that's one of the best ways for me to push myself out of my comfort zone, but with some direction. So a lot of the collaborations I'm seeing these days, and I know that there are a lot of them, um, but a lot of them are, are skill driven or they focus not only on a theme, but like on a on wafer paper or um, using a specific technique. So that for me has been a way to not only meet new people and grow my community, but also try new things, but in a like a directed environment where I'm in a chat and I can talk to the other people in the collaboration and bounce ideas off of them. Um, that's been a good um, push And just me. to add, trying to, I keep trying to kind of look at it from the perspective too of people who are trying to take orders because it kind of is nice that we do both and can offer both. Um, it, it is hard when you're yeah. taking an order because to push yourself to do new things means you mm -hmm. can screw up this order and there goes money and time and all those important things when this is your business. Um, so I also, some things I would do is I will make the cookies in a way I am used to and comfortable with. I will photograph them and then I will try the new thing. So then I will have an extra, I will have made a few extras. Say I wanted to add an isomalt piece on these cookies I can play around with the ice malt on just a couple cookies. If it looks awesome, I'll put it on the rest. But I already have these cookies done. They are to the customer's liking. They're to my liking. Or if you say it's for a collab or for Instagram, they're ready to go. 
um, and I photograph them and then I add it. So then I think it's a way to of like not screwing yourself over when it comes to just doing a whole order in this brand new style and not knowing what to do. Um, and there's a lot of ways to practice too that can be helpful when it comes to saving resources. Like sometimes I will take a cookie, decorate one side and then turn it over and decorate the back. If I'm trying a new painting style, for example, or I will make royal icing transfers. Um, I just was trying a new sweater texture type of royal icing. I did it on wax paper as a transfer because I didn't need a cookie under it to know if it was going to work or not. So there's lots of ways also to practice without having to use cookies all the time mm -hmm. because they're expensive. Yeah, good point. Those are those are great ideas. So. Ultimately, if somebody is feeling stuck, where would you point them? I know we've, we've already, a lot of these we've already, we touched on the subject, but um, where would you point them to, to kind of get out of that? I think the biggest thing that, that rut both and of kind us of find do inspiration around them. not get in a rut is to look for inspiration outside of cookies. I think that tends to be like the common thing that we do. Um, Maya's inspiration is different mm -hmm. than mine. She um, you know, looks for different type of artists and different types of art medium. It sounds like Maya. Um, I tend to be mm -hmm. more into Disney, pop culture, music type of inspiration or things that I think are funny. We have very different styles, even though <laughs> we're sisters. Um, so just like looking into things that you like, but that aren't cookies. And you can always come back to cookies to find some techniques. But if you start elsewhere, I think your work will be more original and you'll be more excited about it. <laughs> Thank you. I love that answer. <laughs> I think that's great. Um, so you guys have, like I said, both immensely talented. Let's just, let's just say that, but you have different styles. Like you can tell you the difference between the, you know, your two styles, um, Maya, yours is very artsy. Um, you find such unique inspiration everywhere in in even seemingly ordinary, you know, items, and you just make them into these these art things. And then Mura, I just I think my first memories of of your cookies are these Halloween these ghosts that you did, and they were like really like punny kind of things. Um, it was a couple of years ago, <laughs> and I remember you did those, and I thought this girl's super funny. Like <laughs> they were very last clever. Year's celebrity ghost. And then, and was it my last first year that you did the two the years celebrity ago that you're talking about was my first project where I was not in order. I did just for me for fun. I came up with my own idea and that's when like, I was like, Oh, cookies is actually really fun <laughs> before it was kind of like work. So it is just so nice every once in a while to do a project just for you <laughs> because you need to, you know, to just be creative and do something that you like. Awesome. Um, and then Maya, um, do you have a background in, in art? It, it seems like you spoke about something like that in your, on your page before. I, or... I feel like Mara and I grew up like in a really artsy home. <laughs> I've always loved to draw and do like crafts and that kind of stuff. Um, sorry, I'm moving rooms. My dog is snoring right next to me. Um, 
but I, and I, I also work for an art school. I work for Academy of Art University in San Francisco. Um, and I am not in the art industry there. I work in mm -hmm. just surrounded by all this art and I get to take, um, and I've taken several classes there like across medium. So um, not an art background, but a, a love of art. I guess, yeah. Awesome. Now, just a couple quick questions uh, for both of you. Um, who inspires you? Is there, is there like a certain, is there, could you name maybe like your top two or three people oh, that you gosh, like to follow that I get a lot of inspiration from? <laughs> Excuse me. I hate, I hate naming names because I, I there are so many cookie <laughs> artists that I'm inspired by. Um, I, I think right now, Oh, well, not, not right now. Since I started my account, I've really been inspired by um, painted cookies. Mura paints beautiful cookies. So um, I'm going to speak up first and choose her as one of my <laughs> inspirations. Oh my gosh, Sorry, Mura. I know. Blair from Get Sweet AF. Uh, she's another really talented <laughs> painter. Um, Maureen from the Semi Sweet Ginger is another one who just does the coolest artistic painting. Um, so I think those painted cookies are the ones that like really stopped me in my tracks, but, um, I just, I mean, across all mediums and there's some, uh, mm -hmm. some floral designers that I follow that like, I just, I want to cookie everything that they make some woven artists. I don't know. I could put it like a really long list together. So it's unfair to ask <laughs> me to choose just two. <laughs> Mara? Unfair question. <laughs> yeah, unfair. Um, I think, let me think. So I am very inspired by um, cookies that I don't feel I can make. Um, I'm always just like, oh my, just because it's, it's like, I, I can't do that. I, there's just something about it that I'm just like, wow, I just want to see them all. Um, and I think that inspired to taste and um, we sugar art, I, I'm hoping I'm saying her name right, the handle. I know their real names. Um, <laughs> well, their their real names it's are Liz and okay. Naya, if you mispronounce just, somebody's name, make, I do it all the time. Um, clearly, <laughs> they make clothing and fashion, and uh, oh, their cookies are just mind blowing. They use different mediums, and I know Liz even makes pie. She just made a Disney Peter Pan pie that I'm like, that looks like a painting. So I think um, they're super inspiring just because their cookies are so different. And I really do strive to make different cookies, even though it's not always the case. Um, and then yes, and then I'm also super inspired mm -hmm. by painted cookies, because it's something that I am not an artist in that way. I've, I've always I've taught art to kids, and I do a lot of crafting, and I did play classes to kids and stuff when I was younger. So like I, I'm into art, but I can't sit down and make a picture look like it's supposed to look. I need the help of a projector and inspiration and all of those things. Um, so I'm always amazed by people that can also sit down and just paint something really well. Um, so I follow, obviously, Maya paints really amazing <laughs> cookies. Blair, who she mentioned, is an outstanding painter. I'm always blown away by her work. Um, Andy <laughs> at Kirky Cookies paints amazing cookies. 
Um, and this because I'm going to be really annoying and keep going since you only gave us two to three. Yes. I also love <laughs> cookiers who can do things with royal icing because I cannot. <laughs> like Megan at Downtown Doe who does just crazy royal icing, tiny pipe things. I can't do that. I try and I always do, don't like my cookies and then I end up painting something. But her cookies are so outstanding. So I'm everybody. I just, everybody's so amazing. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> well, you know me, I have the hard hitting questions, so <laughs> only only two or three. That's it. Okay. <laughs> uh, have you ever thought about using a different medium other than cookies? Like, have you thought about trying your hand at cakes? Well, Maya, um, cake pops, recently anything made a cake. else besides cookies? Yes, I took a cake <laughs> class recently and I'm super inspired by it. And I am hopefully gonna try again soon. Um, but Mara is the one who actually introduced me to cake artists and I follow almost as many cake artists as I do cookie artists. I think as far as inspiration goes, if you're ever stuck, that's another great place to look is other baked designed goods on Instagram. Um, and yeah, so hopefully I'm going to try cake soon, but, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much cookies <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah. I, make, I make some cakes. Um, they are not anything like uh, Instagram worthy cakes, but I've, because I'm doing the, um, I, as a business too, I do make cakes and I really do enjoy it. But my problem with making cakes as an art form or fun is that cakes are delicious. <laughs> and then you have an entire cake in your house and nobody, uh, my husband doesn't even <laughs> like dessert. So like I'd be in big trouble if I got into doing cakes regularly. <laughs> so I'm sticking with cookies, but they are fun and delicious. And cake pops are horrible. I hate <laughs> them, and anyone that can make them is a genius. They're the worst. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always say no. Are they? Yeah, I've had people yes. ask about cake pops. I'm like, no. <laughs> I've only done very or attempted to do very like simple circle ones, and that was when I worked for our elementary school daycare. <laughs> And I did those with kids. It's and I'm true. like, if I can't even do these simple ones with kids, I'm not even going to try anything else. <laughs> All right. So, Maya, real quick, I, I jotted down a quick note. What kind of dog do you have? Oh, I wish you there. I'm, I'm here, but I lost you. I'm sorry. I'm moving around a little bit. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. That's okay. I was oh, just asking what kind of dog Hello? you have. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, we can okay. hear you. I just went closer to my router. Are Sorry about there? that. Can you ask the question again? Yes. I heard you address me, Amanda, and then I dropped off. <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. I was asking you what the square root oh, of... No, I'm and, just kidding. Yeah, an English bulldog, a rescue bulldog. <laughs> I was asking um, what kind of dog you have. You had mentioned yes. you were a proud dog. Yeah, she's oh, my, she's my only loves- child and my baby. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how we start. I, I started with a little Pomeranian and now I've got two kids, which is pretty much the same kind of mess that they make, but, <laughs> um, all right. So quickly before we leave, is there anything else I should say before we move on? Cause I have a fun game I want to do real quick with you guys. Um, but is there anything else you wanted to, to add to the topic of inspiration? Oh, that's and so inspiration? sweet, Amanda. We're just happy to be here. I would say, um, 
I think what really inspires me above all else is just the cookie community. It's been so wonderful and embracing. Um, and I would say, check out Mura if you, if I mean, I'm sure you all <laughs> already, I think Mura and I <laughs> all follow the same people and have the same people following us, but um, she does really cool things in the community. And I think that's what really gets me excited is um, seeing different kinds of collaborations, um, meetups, um, just really interesting themes being put out there. So um, those are what I really look forward to. Awesome. We're ready to play. Let's All play right, this let's game. Play. Anything else before we move on? Nope. Let's do it. All right. So I have, I had warned you gals before <laughs> We started that I was going to ask you some math and chemistry yeah. questions, so I hope that you guys went back and studied. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's the powerhouse of the cell? <laughs> just kidding. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I have just some fun little true or false questions, and they are food related. So it's hard for me to tell who's answering because I can't see you guys. Just so you know, I'm in like the most beautiful, luxurious, fluffy bathrobe <laughs> with my feathers, like slippers on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so <laughs> Maya, I want you to, when you're an answer, you can go cuckoo. Okay. Oh and my then goodness. You, Mara. <laughs> Bing, bing. All right. So there's your, there are your two sounds. If you have the answer. <laughs> I got bing, bing. You got stuck in the chicken. Just, you guys can do it. You don't have to. I don't want to embarrass you like that. But. <laughs> All right. So then these are true or false. So you can, you can uh, chime in and let me know what your answer is. Um, let's go. Bing, bing. Okay. First question. Pineapple. Okay, so I have to say true or ground. false. Um, caca. Yes. Uh, true. <laughs> true. True or false? Yeah, that's a true. I'm gonna say true too. Not like in the ground, like potatoes, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Nailed it. No, out of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the answer is correct. They do. They grow out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys don't have to chime in. Go ahead and just just shout out your answer. Um, we'll just do the honor system to see who wins. Um, <laughs> the next question: Green True. olives are just unripe and black olives. I lost you for that one. So whatever, Marissa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So let's see. It is correct that that a green olive is an unripe, unripened black olive. <laughs> All right. Red and green bell peppers are the exact True. same vegetable, just at different stages of oh. development. Ooh, split decision. It is true. Red bell peppers are fully ripened, whereas like green bell, bell peppers. peppers have been harvested early. No. I did not know that. Horrible. I hate peppers. I'm I'm learning so many. <laughs> you know, I'm just sharing, even though nobody asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're, we're learning so much information today i'm loving this all right so the next false. one the modern depiction of santa claus was gonna, created by about this one, false 
<laughs> nope, this is a common myth. Father Christmas was depicted with his traditional red suit and white beard long before Coca-Cola burst onto the scene. So yes, it was false. Over 40% of the world's cabbage are grown in Croatia. Over 70%. Did I say 40? Oh my gosh. I'm fired. Okay, over 70%. I have no idea. I'm going to say true. <laughs> I'm going to say that. That's probably weird enough to be true. Yes. Yeah. And like, they eat a lot of cabbage in that region. <laughs> oh, got us. <laughs> no, totally made up. It was false. <laughs> Oh, All right, Maya, this false. one's at you. Dog food gets tested it by humans. Especially the new refrigerated food. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I'm glad to hear that, I guess. It is a real <laughs> job done by real humans. It's true. <laughs> I don't know. My dog is you know, pretty We're, we're vegetarian, so <laughs> the fact of eating meaty dog food is also extra <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. Oh, are you guys? See, I'm learning something about you. So when you guys come over to my house to visit, you guys, I will not serve you bell peppers and I will make a vegetarian meal. Okay. So when uh, you're in Los Angeles, California, California yeah. and you come over, then I will remember these things. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> All right. Let's do just True. a couple more. True. All right. It's illegal to grow tomatoes in Italy without a license. <laughs> That yeah. is yeah. false. <laughs> it's one of those that seems like it might just be weird enough to be true. true but no. True. Potatoes are 80% water. Wow. That one's Only about 20% of the potato is solid. Ooh, okay. Here's a good one. All right. Wow. About two more and then we'll be done. True. Strawberries aren't actually berries. Mm, that one is <laughs> true. They, uh, it says, turns out strawberries have been catfishing us the whole time. They're actually something called I... an aggregate. Fruit. I think you said it right. <laughs> aggregate, yeah. A g g r e. I I didn't know that. I was just guessing, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, let let's just say I did. All right, so last last question. And first of all, I want your opinion. Okay, Malik. This is not true. Um, your opinion. Does pineapple belong? I on like pizza? pineapple on pizza. Kill I me think now. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's a no. Give all the pineapple pizza to Maya. <laughs> you You're outnumbered. Get the pineapples out of the ground. Where I, I like go. pineapple on pizza, and so I'm with her. Make your pizzas with lots of bell pepper and pineapple. <laughs> Actually, sounds really good. <laughs> How about it, Amanda? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Okay, so when you guys come over to my house, and we're going to have pineapple pizza with bell peppers, okay? And half will have pineapple and bell pepper, half will not. It'll all be vegetarian. We'll be good. All right. So did I get your beverage preference? Let's get that nailed down, too. <laughs> True. All right. So Probably. last question. Yeah. Hawaiian True. pizza was created in Canada. That is true. It was created in 1962 by Sam. I'm not going to attempt his last name. Like at a satellite restaurant in Ontario, Canada. <laughs> Can you, oh, I didn't even think about that. That see, that's so smart. Uh, I don't know. 
Well, you guys have stumped me. You knew more answers than I did, <laughs> but uh, you guys did great. You guys were a great sport. I really appreciate you being on the podcast today, um, taking time out of your busy days. I know it's during the pandemic. It seems like we would all have more free time, but I don't know about you guys. I feel like I have less time because my kids will never mm-hmm. leave me alone. <laughs> no, you're, no, no, it's true. It's, it's, you're... it's funny. Did it's I lose true. you or was it just not funny? I'm I, sorry. I... <laughs> I don't have kids, so I have a little bit more time. They're like, <laughs> Sorry, guys. that was too awkward. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're a dog. That's true. Dogs, doggies keep you busy, too. I mean, you know. but Or even husbands. I mean, husbands, like, basically. <laughs> <laughs> my husband doesn't listen to my podcast, so I can say what I want. No. <laughs> All right. Well, I did promise these gals before we started we can always um, count today that I would make it awkward. And I think <laughs> it was I've, so fun. I've fulfilled Very my fun, Amanda. Them, Thank so. you so much for having us. <laughs> Such a fan of yours and your right, videos right? always make me smile. So this was um this was really fun. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Thank you so much for being on and thank you for being so inspiring and just keep up the good work. And I, I just, I told a couple people, oh, couple people that you were going to be on, and they were psyched. <laughs> no so just know people are yeah. super excited to hear your opinion on this, which I'm sure you. Oh, thanks, Amanda. But... <laughs> we're honored to be here with you. Right. right. No pressure at all. So, <laughs> but thank you again. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys, and I hope you guys have a good rest of your. Thank you again to Maya and Mura for being on the podcast. And if you guys are all still listening at this point, thank you so much for being so understanding. I just don't know what happened with this audio, but I hope you learned a lot. I really enjoyed having them on the podcast and (laughs) thanks for sticking with me guys. Bye. What do you want, bud? (laughs) Cookie.